This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Finally got something that we can call soaking rains. The rain unfortunately came too late in the month as a total of 4.75 inches for the month of August here in Spare Lake, which would have meant crop needs had it fallen timelier. This rain system finally soaked the driest portion of the Corn Belt with good coverage. Some corn and soybean crops here have had irreparable drought damage first. Some corn has been chopped for silage, so that rain, of course, has no impact after harvest, except for building soil moisture reserves for next year. Corn that was still green ahead of the weekend rain looked greener this morning, so would expect a better fill. Rain should help soybean yields. This, frankly, was the finishing rain that we were looking for on our soybeans, and I think that we'll have full yield potential for soybeans on our farms. It'll certainly reduce the fire hazard from harvest here. As crop conditions stabilize, yield expectations will get built into the market until harvest gets rolling, and word of actual yield spreads. As expected, better than expected, worse than expected, time will tell. I would not be surprised if Iowa is better than expected and Illinois is less than expected. I'm going to guess 177 bushel per acre on my corn and 70 bushel per acre on my soybeans, opposite of last year when my corn yielded 190 and my soybeans 60. I am sticking with 173 and 50 bushel per acre for the U.S. corn and soybean yields. I am most interested in how USDA handles acreage, planted versus harvested, in the October NAS report. I think that there will be net fewer harvested acres, which will pull down U.S. production. China, Mexico, and others have been buying breaks in Chicago Board of Trade prices, proving to be supportive to these markets as the focus broadens to what is still strong demand. China's hog numbers have recovered to such a degree that hog and pork prices there weakened. That is still friendly for feed consumption. Yes, China did release some reserve soybean stocks into their market, but frankly, that is friendly too, as they needed them, and they will buy here to replace them. U.S. corn prices are competitive in the world market, and the place to go that has the supply they need, $5 corn and $13 soybeans, are favorably priced for global end users. Basis levels collapsed here in August, but will soon find a floor from physical demand. Corn basis lost 65 cents and soybeans 75. We sold our last 2020 corn and soybeans to capture the basis and replace with futures at the discount. Typically, our local ethanol plant has the best basis, but it is now our local feed mill that has the best bid. New crop corn basis is already firming here to 10 over for the last half of September and 7 cents under for October. New crop corn basis for northwest Iowa will not be negative for long unless the base price improves dramatically. I think that basis improvement will more than pay for storage. As for new crop soybean basis, they are offering 5500 at the elevator. This region will be unbalanced for supply and demand. There was literally no carryover here as the last bushels are used before the new crop harvest. China is buying soybeans out of the Pacific Northwest ports, so they'll take all the that the Dakotas produce. Here are ethanol plants and feed mills typically import corn from the Dakotas, where supply will be the shortest regionally in the entire country. I'm betting my crops will look to market post-harvest. LP exports are running at record levels to China, and they are increasing our cost for propane. 
U.S. LP stocks are over 15% under year-ago levels. I bought propane last summer that I am unlikely to use for the grain dryer. I doubt that it will take that much dryer gas for the corn harvest, given how quickly the crop is maturing and the natural heat that the crop has been subjected to. Ida could disrupt those LP exports temporarily. While fertilizer imports are helping to manage that expense, U.S. nitrogen fertilizer manufacturers are unhappy about that, asking that anti-dumping suits be filed against importers by the ITC. They never complained when fertilizer exports increased our prices and costs. The U.S. imports about 14% of its UAN fertilizer, another reason why I love manure. Ellendale has been doing a nationwide producer yield survey for 32 years. They say that ample surveys gave them the numbers needed to project yields in 12 states. This covers 86% of corn production and 83% of soybean production. Uh, For this year, they estimate the corn yield will be 176.27 bushel per acre and the soybean yield at 50.14. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, Subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.